everyone to the Women Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is Julie Brain Lady Anderson, and I am very happy to be here with you once again on our podcast with an amazing guest. I cannot wait to hear her full story. I know a little bit about her because of the, the pre-show conversation and, and the emails back and forth, but I'm really, really, really looking forward to hearing Brenda's story. So my guest today is Brenda Florida. Brenda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Julie, for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Absolutely. And you, I, I'm sure my audience can't wait to hear the story too. I can't wait to, you definitely have a very unique um, transition in your life and it's very inspirational and I cannot mm -hmm. wait to hear the bulk of it. But for right now, let me just start off by reading the, you know, the professional uh, <laughs> introduction that we have here. So Brenda Florida is a certified life coach. She's a writer, a speaker, and an entrepreneur. She owned several businesses before starting her own practice as starting her practice as a life coach. She teaches and is passionate about leadership development, personal development, and helping others recover and thrive after, even after setbacks. She is inspirational and practical. Brenda has four adult children, three grandchildren, and she lives in Huntington Beach, California. So welcome to the Women Entrepreneurs Show, Brenda. Thank you so much. I am so glad. I can't wait to hear the story because based on the topic of the, you know, how you went from Googling homeless shelters to building a successful business, there's got to be some juicy content in here. <laughs> There's a lot that went into that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. And I always like to start out my, my interviews with my guests, kind of asking my guests what got, you know, what brought them to the point where they developed a life, you know, whatever their business is mm -hmm. and why they're passionate about it. And obviously the title is going to help us get right into that. So let's just dive in. What is this story about Googling, you were obviously in a desperate position in your life that you were looking for homeless shelters, mm -hmm. and now you're a successful business. So tell us, give us, give us some of that yeah. content. So, so I have had, you know, several ups and downs in my life, as I'm sure everyone can relate to, right? But I always recovered pretty quickly and went back to making as much or more money, you know, than I did before and all these lovely things. Well, a few years ago, uh, I decided to leave what the business I had been in for about 30 years, which was real estate. And that's where I did. I did a lot of that leadership development and a lot of those things that I love still doing um, while I was in the real estate industry. But I decided to leave and go full time in my coaching practice. So I'm sure many of your listeners can relate to that sort of thing. It's that big leap, you know, and I had a little bit of money in savings you know, but not a lot by most people's standards. And I knew I was taking a big risk, but in my heart, I felt like, you know, I was in alignment. I was just doing, you know, what I, I was driven to do, so to speak. And uh, so I leave my real estate job. Within a week, I get scammed out of like a third of my savings. Yeah. Oh. And I, and of course I felt so dumb. It was like, once I, once it hit me, what, once I realized I had been scammed and the money was gone, you know, I, 
then of course I felt so stupid. I'm so, you know, being very self-critical and judgmental because why I could have seen the red flag, blah, blah, blah. So for anybody who's been scammed, been there, done that, you know, and uh, I always say now with folks like our self-judgment never helps us grow to our next level, right? Uh, but exactly. I, it, I still do it from time to time. Anyway, so that happened. And then we'll just go for the next like eight months nothing I did in my business work. And I'm telling you, I'm a doer for those who follow astrology. I'm a Capricorn. And so that's that mountain goat that's like, oh, you know, I will do the work. Okay. I was in very expensive masterminds with some of the best of the best for online, growing online businesses, coaching, you know, all the things and nothing is working. So I got to the point where I'm sitting in my, so I've been out of an, my home. I put my things in storage. I gave up my apartment because I could sort of see that I probably wouldn't be able to keep paying my rent. And I didn't want to get evicted, you know, and risk. I've been in real estate 30 years. I know what happens when you get evicted. You get on the <laughs> list. You can't, it's way worse than bankruptcy, right? So anyway, and I'm trying to stay positive. I mean, I'm doing my affirmation. I'm a very spiritual person as well. So Again, when I go inside, I feel like I'm in alignment and I'm doing the right things, but I'm not getting the results. And so the money, the little bit of money I have is going, 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 gone. I mean, I have a few clients, you know, a little coming in. And I come to California because that was also part of the dream. And I'm living in Airbnbs. I'm couch surfing with fam. Like, you know, I'm trying to find house sitting jobs. I'm, you know, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm trying to stay, you know, I'm abundant. I'm abundant. I'm abundant. You know? and You're like, wait, they're not in sync. Yes. And so, I mean, I think as entrepreneurs, this happens so much, which is why I love working with entrepreneurs because I think having your own business is like being married from the standpoint of you cannot ignore your baggage. Like all your baggage comes up at you because your business is pushing those buttons all the time. So I'm really trying to, and I mean, I'm a dog on a bone when it comes to personal growth. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what are all my lessons? What are I like? I'm in it. I am deep in it. And yeah, still nothing is really coming together. And I just got, there were so many times where I would be within days of my Airbnb, you know, reservation is running out. Cause I could usually, usually I couldn't even make a reservation for a whole week because I didn't have the cash flow to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So, so, uh, so many times I would be a couple days away from needing to leave the Airbnb I was in and not having the money to book another one and truly not knowing where am I going to live three days from now or two mm. days from now. And I just remember one of those times I used to think, so I had certain things in my car, right? Most of my belongings are in storage uh, when I left my apartment. So, you know, I loaded up my car with what I needed to run my business and a few, you know, my clothes, I drive a convertible Mustang. It's not the greatest car for living out of for two years. You, know? you didn't have a ton of room in that. <laughs> a lot of room. So um, anyway, 
I, but, and I also had so much stuff in my car. I'm thinking through like, how do people live out of their car? Right. You hear that story a lot. I love, and I'm like, I can't even recline my freaking seat because <laughs> there's so much stuff in the back seat. How am I, and how do you go to the bathroom in the middle of that? Like, I'm really thinking through these things. Mm-hmm. Like I would have never imagined that one day I was just like, I, I can't do it. I can't sleep in my car. Right. I'm going to need to go to a homeless shelter. And so I'm sitting, you know, in my car, Googling homeless shelters. And there was, it was such a moment. And I didn't actually end up needing to go to a homeless shelter each time. Sometimes it was only the day before a client would, you know, book a session or whatever. And that money would come in and I'd get in that Airbnb or somebody, one time a friend called and they were like, Hey, my wife and I are leaving town tomorrow. We never have a house sitter. You don't need to do anything, but if you want to come stay in our house, you can. Uh And so, you know, things happened. Not that Mm -hmm. I have any shame for anyone who has spent time in a homeless shelter because that, you know, has its purpose. Um, But it really, and it didn't stop there. Like that was about, um, that would have, that was pre COVID. So that was like spring of 20 what, 19? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. my really tough times, like I ended up going to back to Pennsylvania and living with a girlfriend and her husband for nine months mm-hmm. because I just couldn't. Now, could I have gone and gotten a job? Yes, I could. So some of this, you know, I admit and I will own that is a little um, self-inflicted because it, for me, and this is not everyone's journey, but for me, it was more, I could tell my inner guidance, you know, my soul, whatever you want to call it. I felt that staying the course and being true to what I was doing was more important than the discomfort of those external circumstances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, you know, so I, I mean, again, lots of people would have just gone and gotten a job and, you know, put themselves out of their misery. Nothing wrong with that either. Um, But I didn't feel like that was my soul's like highest purpose or, you know, end game. And so I something else you were focused on doing and adamant that that's what you were going to make work. Yes. And so I stayed with it and I'm so glad I did you know, and I don't have a seven figure coaching practice yet or something like that. But, you know, I have a lovely apartment two blocks from the beach in Huntington Beach, and I pay the rent every month and all my stuff is out of storage. You know, (laughs) I, I love my life and where it's gotten me. And it was really staying with even the pain of those lessons and noticing all the things, what it did really was bring up every limiting belief Mm -hmm. I had from even stuff I thought I had worked out in therapy 20 years before. You find those remnants, right? When the going gets tough, Uh you find those little pieces that are still tripping you up. So I love, I'm so grateful for the journey. Um, And even though I wouldn't wish it on anyone, and I'm really grateful to have, really deepened my understanding of abundance and 
how we work as, because it helps my coaching practice, right? Like how, how do we navigate really right. difficult times? So that's what I was going to ask you. Obviously, as you're going through this experience over the months and years that you were experiencing it, you obviously learned a lot of, of lessons that you probably then, you know, converted into helping others mm-hmm. in your coaching business. I think as soon as you go to your website, you know, it pops up this people pleaser. So it was really cute. You'll have to, everybody will have to go check out her website because it's a, and we'll give you all the links and everything to how to stay in contact with her and, and uh, you know, how to, how to get the free downloads and whatnot, the complimentary downloads. But this, this solve method, the solve it method is something that you develop. Now, did you develop this as you were going through this experience? Yeah, I really, that's what happened. I mean, in a way I didn't, it, for a while I wasn't conscious of it, but after a while I realized, wait a minute, I'm kind of going through a process or a yeah. framework. It's not a hierarchy. So sometimes I don't like to call it a process, but a framework might be a better term for it. I'm going through this over and over. And so then once I was aware of it, then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, am I doing that with clients too? Right. Cause I'm also coaching the whole time I'm doing this. And I realized right. I was doing it with clients. And so then that as the little introduction that you read um, of me indicated, while I love lofty ideals and big visions and, you know, lovely concepts of awakening and all these, you know, self-awareness and all these emotional, intelligent words, I'm very pragmatic and practical. So I also always want to know like, okay, great idea. And how do I do that? Mm -hmm. And so I realized this thing that now I call the solve it method was how I was doing it. And it's really four very simple things. You want me to to describe it real quick here? Sure, sure. Okay. So it's really four simple things. Um, I'm not the first person who's thought of them by any means. It, it, entails it's a framework that includes your desires your thoughts and your feelings and then action of course action can be something we're doing or not doing (laughs) either one and again there's no hierarchy but just for the sake of describing it we can take desire okay it is very easy especially for anyone who relates to being a people pleaser which is a lot of my clients, not everybody, but a lot of them, which is kind of that dynamic where you tend to prioritize what other people need ahead of what your own needs or feelings or thoughts are. Mm -hmm. So if you're upset today, that's a little more important to me than whatever I'm feeling. And I'm going to focus all my energy on you. Okay. So that's kind of people pleasing in a nutshell. So it's easy as a people pleaser to actually get into other people's desires and trying to make those happen and not your own. And so I really had to keep examining through this whole time, is coaching my desire or is the ideal client I'm focusing on, like during this time where I was Googling homeless shelters, I was not focused on people pleasers. So my business took a shift, a pivot, whatever you want to call it, you know, Mm -hmm. during this process. But when I would get to coaching, I'm like, no, it's like, there's nothing I want to do more than that. So Great. Desire. I got that. Okay. So then if in my case, I was taking a lot of action, but my action wasn't getting me the results I wanted. Mm 
Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, so now I've got to go to the thoughts and feelings piece. And while those are two things, as you all, you know, know, really, if you think about this for a second or feel into it for a second, our thoughts and our feelings are like a pancake, you know, that there's just, or a coin that there's just two sides of the one triggers the other immediately. And we really don't generally have a conscious awareness of it. So vice versa. Right. Absolutely. Doesn't matter which comes first. The thought might come first or the feeling might come Uh first, but then they join together to support each other. Exactly. And (laughs) and of course, we know that they're often wrong. Like Mm -hmm. our thoughts and feelings are often not true. Yeah. So I had to go to, well, you know, crap. I know I'm saying I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant. But right behind all that mm-hmm. are t- is a litany, in my case, of thoughts and the accompanying feelings that are yeah. saying, no, you're not. No, you're not. Look at yeah. that. Look at that. How can you say you're abundant when you have $50 in the bank? Like, you know, so we have to work all four pieces. Yeah. You know, and usually like in that example, my desire and my actions were okay. Like I didn't have to spend a lot of time and energy on that. Right. Two that you're kind of okay on. And then two that you're not, but, um, and frankly, thoughts and feelings trip us up more than anything else. Yeah. And I, I agree totally. And one of the things as the brain lady, right. When I'm coaching my clients on rewiring the brain and Mm retraining patterns of thinking is literally with that neuroscience piece is that you your brain listens to all of your thoughts and it's going to act accordingly. So you have to be really careful what you're telling it. Right. And you can be repeating those thoughts, but if you're not those, you know, affirmations, but if you're not really believing them, right. Then the brain's not, the brain's not going to support you. The brain knows. The brain listens to everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yes. And so for all my, I'm abundant, I'm abundant. I had many other thoughts that were affirming the neuro pathways of that, of scarcity, which yeah. is what I was raised in, which is what, you know, whatever. Right. there's always reasons why, and that's cool, but mm-hmm. they're not serving me anymore. And that's yeah. the point. Yeah. It's that when you get to the awareness, whatever it is, whatever dynamic it may be for any listener, that you realize, oh, like this actually isn't serving me anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, whatever that is, that you need to then like take through the solve it method as a kind of self-coaching, you know, tool right. and, or go get a coach or whatever. Because I, even through this, I was blessed to have both people in my life from my coach training who were coaches, who loved me, who gave me some sessions for free. And then I met some people who, you know, did other modalities and, you know, offered them to me from time to time. And I will be honest and say there were times, and I'm not going to remember the exact numbers, but let's say I had $300 and for a moment was like, I could actually book an Airbnb and know where I'm going to live for two weeks, which would be like heaven. Okay. At that point. But this program is $150. And I feel like that program's going to help me in some way get over this emotional and mindset hump I'm in. And I would go spend that money on that program. 
Yeah. And just trust that whatever, either go a week in the Airbnb or more money would come in or, you know, whatever. Right. I, I when I got my first um, stimulus, you know, so COVID hits, I'm living with my girlfriend. I went two months of making zero dollars. Like I couldn't even contribute to the freaking groceries in the house. I mean, <laughs> and by now I'm like a year and a half in. I'm like, really divine. I am so tired of this. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I got that stimulus check and s- spent it on a program <laughs> because I'm like this program and it did, it's going to really help me. And, you know, so not everybody lives that way, but I have a very big belief that if I keep putting my money where my mouth is, it's going to all come together, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, your life experience, it just helps you. You can look at the things that happen to you in your life in one of two ways, the positive or the negative, right? Mm-hmm. You can look at it and have that. I can't believe this is happening to me or whatever. You're, you can look at it as in what can I learn from this and how can I improve? So it definitely is a, is a mindset thing. Now, you mentioned a couple of times in what you were talking about, and I know it was it was the thing that popped up on the website about people pleasing. Mm-hmm. How do you think that stumps a lot of female entrepreneurs? Because I think, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and it, I think it would be backed up by fact if there were surveys done, I think this is more unique. It's more a challenge for women entrepreneurs than it is for men entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. something about the brain that just, it, it's it, men don't fall into this as much as women do. No, I don't think so either. And I don't know if there's research for it. There are lots of men who are people pleasers, but the way they act it out or, you know, whatever, <laughs> the way it lives out in their life is right. a little different. Yeah. Um, for women, it shows up. Okay, this could be five more episodes probably. So let me let me bring it down a little more concisely. So when we are in that people-pleasing mode, for starters, we are giving our power away, okay? It's when I, when I say your needs are more important than mine, I mean, even though I'm not saying that out loud, uh, right. that's what's happening unconsciously. That's the habit I'm in. That's the way my brain, my neuropathways are already programmed for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In doing so, really, I end up giving you my power. Because your whatever's going on for you is more important. So what happens, and, and this is very true in money, and this is part of what my, you know, what I needed to learn in my, you know, trajectory over the last few years was bringing all that power back to me. I am the source of my income. So sure, clients give, you know, pay me the money, mm-hmm. but thinking of them as a conduit instead of a source is a huge, huge difference. And a shift. Mm-hmm. It's a big shift because now the clients don't have the power for whether or not I'm going to make enough money mm-hmm. or whether or not we're going to get the orders or, you know, whatever your business is. It's not the client. It's me. It brings it back home. I'm the only one I can do anything about anyway. Right. And so it brings it back home to me and I can say, okay, so what do I want to do? What feels, what are the actions that are in alignment with my desire that are driven by thoughts and feelings that are affirming, that are supporting what I want to create. 
Mm-hmm. And so as a people pleaser, we're just so naturally programmed not to focus on ourselves that we end up with employees that we let stay too long, you know, or, you know, whether it's virtual or actual right. employees, whatever, right? Um, because we don't want to upset them or they've got all these problems going on in their life and they need the money and we're, we love them. They're so great, but yeah. they're not doing their job you know, or we get too attached to a client or, you know, whatever it is, a a customer that you're selling things to or whatever, a project. And we, they end up taking the power. We end up giving them our power. Does that connect? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it definitely is something that I, 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 in just in you saying that it's kind of like, well, I, I don't know, I guess that is people pleasing as opposed to really looking at the benefit for the business as a whole. And, and I see that happen all the time. I being a member of eWomen Network and a very large network that's ran by a powerful woman. And that's one of the things that she gets asked so many times at her conferences is, you know, what do you do when you have this person and you, you know, how do you let them go? And I don't know what to yes. do. And I, you know, and she, she has, I have heard her coach Every year that comes up yeah. at conference, right? Yes. So it's very, it, it is a, it is a thing, but it is, it's something that you have to kind of take your emotions out of. Not that you have to be curt and, and harsh, but. No, but it, there, there's this belief. So one of the things that's sort of the antithesis of people pleasing thinking. So as people pleasers, we feel like we can help all these people. We can, mm-hmm. you know, do all these things which is not entirely untrue, but when you're not in people pleasing, when you're not in people pleasing, you trust each person's journey, including your own. And so if I have someone working for me, who's not doing the job, let's just, we'll be just, you know, right. You know, they may be a delightful person. Right. I may really like them. They may be trying quote unquote, But if the job isn't getting done, I have to protect myself and my business and hire, let them go, hire somebody who really does the job. And in letting them go, trust that they are exactly where they need to be in their own journey. And my letting them go is part of that. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to fix that or even Mm -hmm. understand that. Right. How many people have the story of really the best thing that happened to me was I got fired, but I was so, I spent a year being pissed at my boss and you know, the world and all the things. And then I figured this out. So we just have to trust that each person, whether it's a personal relationship or a professional one, (laughs) this is where it gets tricky at home, right? Yeah. I have with those four adult children. Um, <laughs> letting go of our children is the same way. Yeah. I have to trust that they're on their journey and it is not my job to fix it or change it or make it easier or whatever. It's my job to be true to me and what I need to do. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Such good information. We are getting tight on time and we're going to have to wrap it up here. But I do want, there's one of the questions that mm-hmm. I think is really important um, before I ask you the last question is what, because I talk about this in the neuroscience end of things, mm-hmm. and I'd love to hear your, your opinion of this and, and what you tell your clients 
is why positive affirmations don't always work because there is a neuroscience to it, right? Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times it's it's really cute to watch those videos of those great little kids, you know, yeah. doing affirmations and it sounds wonderful, but they don't always work. So what's your why do you say that? I'm I'm yes. curious to to hear your so, side of it. Yeah. So for me, I connect it to those feelings. And feelings are something that you have in your body, right? I mean, they are an intellect, you have them up in your mind. They are an intellectual thing in a way, but they're in your body. You know, they're emotions, it's energy in motion. So when what I'm saying in my head, I'm, a, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, is not congruent with what you're feeling in your body. I'm terrified, I've got $50, I, you know, uh, then it doesn't, it just doesn't work that it, the body and mind won't take incongruency. Yeah. They'll yeah. take, it will take to your point a moment ago, whatever's the most prominent, whatever's happening more, it'll, it'll go with that. Yeah. So it is combining. And I would do this. I would go again. I happened to be in Southern California. So I had the benefit of finding a beach with a free parking lot. <laughs> and as long as I had gas money, I would go to the beach. Right. And I would walk on that beach until I could feel abundant, not just yeah. say it, but feel it. Yeah. And that's what starts to create a momentum that can, that, you know, will start to change those neural pathways. Or that's the way I think of it. You're the brain person, yeah. but that's how I think of it. It changes the neural path. That's when you start to yeah. really start recreating that new pathway. But then it builds in a day. No, one day yeah. that does not do it. Yeah, yeah. no. And, and I think you have to always be sure whether it's your view of success or abundance or whatever you want to, whatever thing you have to, you have to clearly define what it is for you, yeah. right? Because it can be different. Yeah. Your view of abundance or success and my view of abundance and success could be completely, some people may put a dollar figure on it. Some yeah. people may put 35 years of marriage on it. Some people may, yeah. right? You know, it's, it's going to be different. And so if you're trying to live your life with the abundance definition that somebody else has put there, it's not going to work because it's out of, it's out of balance with who you are as a human being. And your brain knows that. And yes. your brain is not going to support it, right? So right. I love this. I love this. It's such a great conversation, but we are going to have to wrap it up because we're at the 30 minute mark. As we as we wrap it up, I do want to ask you one final mm -hmm. question. What is your best piece of advice that you'd give the listeners today on their entrepreneurial journey? Hmm. My best guidance would be Staying in tune with yourself and by that, what we were talking about a few minutes ago about your power, keeping that power. Every time we think a person or a circumstance, even if it's Googling a homeless shelter, is in control, has the power, whether you use those words or not, mm -hmm. When we think a circumstance or a person is why we have, you know, and if that were just different, everything would be fine. That is all a lie. Right. It is all inside you. There is no power outside of you greater than the power inside of you. And you have 
everything you need, the seed of everything you need to do all those things that your desires keep you driven towards. So keep coming home. I love it. I love it. Brenda, this has been absolutely amazing. I've enjoyed having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for being here on the Women Entrepreneurs mm -hmm. Show. And for those of you who are listening, if you're driving, wait till you get home to check it. But <laughs> you can follow Brenda. You can connect with her. You can get to um, just brendaflorida.com is her her um, website. You can go to Instagram, Brenda Florida Coach, at Brenda Florida Coach, TikTok, um, at Brenda Florida Life Coach. You can get her. She has a digital program that uh, tell us really, really brief. Um, what is the digital program? And we just popped up on the screen how they yeah. can get that. Yes. So the digital program teaches you the solvent method. So I gave you the quick overview of those four things and how to use them. But because they're not a hierarchy, you can start at any point of those four. And so it's a digital program with videos and worksheets of me teaching you each how it works, you know, to use each of those four and lots of examples so that you can apply it and self coach um, yourself through whatever the challenges uh, that you're facing. I've used awesome. it on everything. <laughs> awesome. And if you want extra help getting through that, then reach out to Brenda mm -hmm. and she can, she can guide you through that. I'm sure with her services. Mm -hmm. Once again, Brenda, thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. So for those of you listening to the women entrepreneurs podcast or video cast, depending on where you're catching us on YouTube or Spreaker or iTunes or whatever it is, uh, be sure to stay connected with us. You can find us online at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. Remember, it's all plural, women entrepreneurs with an S, extraordinaire.com. We have a wonderful membership program on there where you can become a member, have a complete profile on the website that then you can cross link to your, your sites or wherever you, your social media, whatever you want to. And that gives you extra extra traction on the internet. So it's a great resource. Right now, the prices are very, very low. It's $25 per year at the moment. So it's great. Jump in, join. Let's increase that and just make the Women Entrepreneurs uh, Extraordinaire site the one-stop shop for, for women resources and success, which is what we are branding ourselves as. If you'd like to be a guest on the Women Entrepreneurs Show, then please reach out. You can send us an email to or send an email to our liaison, Kelly. It's K-E-L-L-I at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. And you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. We have a wonderful Facebook group by that name, Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire. It's <laughs> such a long name. And you can follow us on Instagram, we we dot entrepreneur. And that is at on Instagram where we're beefing up that page as well. So thank you very much. For again, for being on the program. Thank you for the listeners for tapping in and joining this time with us. We're honored that you spent it with us. And as I close out every show, I want everybody to just take a nice, deep, deep, relaxing breath and simply enjoy every moment.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.